Hello, hello. Welcome to the Women of Power show. I'm your host, Lavelle Vincenzi, and this show is all about the essence of a woman's power. It's the exploration of the tools, techniques, and strategies that allow women to show up powerfully in the world. And every time, every episode, I'm joined with guests from all over the world. Today is no different. My first guest today is the incredible Wendy Powell. She's the founder and CEO of Mutu System, which is the NHS's only digital platform for mothers. Secondly, I'm also joined by Bridget Frinclair, who is an author and spiritual teacher, and she has a book coming out shortly called The Red Dress, which is the UK's answer to eat, pray, love. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the show. Could not do this without you. And I'm very excited about this particular episode because if there's one thing that's very clear about having both of you ladies on the show is that this is going to be quite a powerful conversation around transformation and reinvention. Bridget, I would really very much like to start with you because your journey to date that led you has led you to author Red Dress has been quite an exceptional journey of multiple reinventions. Please pray, tell us more. <laughs> trying to put that into a soundbite. Um, yes, so I kind of started off life um, in London as a stress therapist in Harley Street, and I'm now sitting here today in Cape Town, South Africa, uh, as an author and spiritual teacher. Um, of course, it hasn't just happened overnight. People think there's going to be it's overnight success, but there's been all kinds of shifts and changes along the way to get there, um, packing up England, uh, getting my kids to university, going through lots of different shifts and changes, coming here seven years in the writing for the book. Um, but yes, transformation, going into a, a new age, my grey hair, my crone, uh, reinventing myself. Darling, you look gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And I think it's a real, um, it's a real testament and and that shining light for other women who perhaps are in a little bit of a slump and thinking, mm, I really kind of want to get my mojo back. This isn't quite feeling right. So, so excited to have you here. And Wendy, how does one start a technology platform for mothers? Tell us the story of how this came to be. Um, how you start is you Google it, Lavelda, which is what I did. But where it came from is um, I had my babies 13 and 15 years ago now. And when I had them, I was at that time a certified personal trainer specialising in pre and postnatal work. So in theory, I already knew my stuff. The birth did not go according to plan. Um, lots of trauma, lots of um, intervention. And it was the aftermath of those births that led me to create Muti System. I realised that I did not have the tools to help myself or the clients I was working with, with what I'd been taught to date. Um, so it's at that point that I went out to find the answers. There were a lot of issues that women were dealing with, both physical, but also the mental health, the fallout from um, feeling that your body has failed you, not done what it's supposed to do, um, those kind of broken feelings that I know are common to many women. So it was from there that I, I decided to go find the answers and, and Muti was born. So Muti was born when my kids were born, pretty much. How beautiful. You birthed business and babies at the same time. Who'd have thought? Um, speaking of going on a journey and um, starting from point A to point B, Bridget, please tell us about your journey, because I mean, to, 
when I talk about reinvention, how do you go from being a Harley therapist to following those breadcrumbs to living in sunny South Africa? I'm, I'm a little bit jealous at the moment. It's not that warm in London. But how did that come to be? Well, um, as you know, um, because we've known each other a long time, it's, there's been a lot of work in working with my intuition and really listening to that voice within and tapping into that intuitive wisdom that we all have. And it's the small voice and that kind of knowing. And you can often go, oh, my God, I can't do that. That's way too scary you know, to give up my job right at the pinnacle of my career actually um, and to give that up and go to a country that I'd never been to in my life it was an adventure um, and it's scary but I think that the, the trick is to not be scared to, if it resonates that it's true for you to do that and it's something that excites you and you think yeah no I'd love to do this um, then you've got to go for it um, so I think that's how that happened but um, again, it wasn't just like overnight I just left Harley Street and arrived in, in South Africa. There was actually about a year in of a process of creating that transformation um, of, you know, first of all, resigning from the job that I'd spent years getting to the top of my profession, then having to deal with clients and making sure they were OK, dealing with my two children who were adults who were going off to university and um, packing up my flat in London, um, making sure all the loose ends were tied up and then arriving in Cape Town and knowing nobody and not knowing Cape Town at all. And then there's a whole growth there. So each step of the way, is stepping out of your comfort zone but you're guided I suppose by the thrill of it because that's what life is isn't it you feel really alive when you step out to do what you know is true for you when you step up into your power and your sovereignty your um, own sort of belief in yourself it's scary but you feel alive and you keep doing it because it's uh, it's glorious. And I'll never forget the time I arrived in Cape Town from London, dreary London in the end of October, very grey and very, I was very stressed. And I arrived in Cape Town and it was glorious sun. And I went straight on the beach, having got off the aeroplane and walked on the beach and just looked at the mountains. And the, it's a gloriously beautiful place and just thought, oh, my goodness, you know, I had to pinch myself. So he who dares wins or she who dares wins, should we say. I love that you've described it as an adventure because I think sometimes we think of when we're stepping out into the great unknown as terrifying and scary and there's something about an adventure that's kind of warm and inviting. And speaking of adventures, I know, Wendy, when you started your business, it didn't start all glamorous and, you know, it, was, it wasn't all sunshine and roses to start off with. So tell us a little bit of the adventure of creating an idea from scratch where you found a pain point that you know you're experiencing for yourself. And even with your expertise, you're looking around going, nobody is here to serve me. I want to create something that's going to serve women like me. I can't be the only one. How do you take that expertise and what's that journey been like to where you are today being recognized by the NHS of all places? Yeah, it's I, I set out to find answers because my industry at the time, the fitness industry, which it still is to an extent, I suppose, my industry didn't have the answers. I knew it didn't because I'd been trained to teach and I didn't have all of the strategies and techniques I needed both on a physical and a 
self-esteem, self-confidence, mental health level as well. So I literally set out to find them, Lavalda. I was like, well, if fitness doesn't have these answers, who does? So I, at that point, went into changing my study direction. I studied biomechanics. I talked to midwives. I talked to sex therapists. I talked to pelvic health physiotherapists. It was essentially, if, if, if your medical profession was anything to do with that middle part of a woman's body that fitness instructors don't actually understand, um, then that was where I went. And it was from finding those answers and strategies or starting to put them together that I created what is today the Motu system. But as you say, it looked very different then. Um, now it's it's beautifully filmed, high production, a beautiful, diverse cast of models. It was me in the garden with a flip camera that don't even exist anymore, I don't think, um, duct taped to a tree and me googling how do I put a video online? How do I get people to pay for the video? I just googled it. Google was my teacher. Um, and so it, it developed from there. So sort of fast forward to where we are now, which is pretty much a, a good decade on. Um, and yeah, we, we, uh, Motu is used by more than 75,000 women around the world, um, across the States and, and in this country. And as you say, last year, recognized by the NHS for the NHS apps library as well. So yeah, it's a, a very different place to where it was, but it's been, it's been um, and it's not steady or linear, as you'll know. Do you, you know what? I love that you say you started. It always fascinates me. I'm like, she started with a flip phone and y'all who've been around for a while know what a flip phone looks like. Strapped to a tree with a bit of duct tape. So, you know, there's a little bit there about being quite ambitious and well, not necessarily being ambitious, just just being creative to get started, even if it is a little bit clunky to begin with. Because I think sometimes as women, we want it to be polished and we want it to be beautiful. But you know what? 10 years later, it's polished and it's beautiful. And it was polished and beautiful. It didn't take 10 years to get to polished and beautiful. But along that journey, you just continue to refine and refine and refine like a beautiful red wine. Speaking of refining like a beautiful red wine, your book... Um, Bridget is is a little bit autobiographical, but not quite. So what were the nuggets from your life that helped to inform creating this book? And why this book? Why in this way? That's a great question, Navelda. Um, there's a lot of wisdom in that book. I've been a therapist for a lot, long time at the top of my game. And obviously, my the, the whole point about therapy is change and transformation. And I'd also had a very powerful spiritual journey for a very long time as well. And a lot of people ask me things you know, about all kinds of stuff. I'm like Google Bridget. You just talked about Google Wendy. You know, Google Bridget, she'll know. And um, I wanted to put that wisdom together, but I didn't want to put it into a dry, boring old book that people had to plow through. So I wanted to kind of make her like eat, pray, love, meets Bridget Jones, you know, so that we can have a laugh about it. And it's actually a novel. You can take it at that surface. It's very um, easy to read. Um, page turner. It's a it's a story. Um, but the central character, Katie, is a Harley Street therapist. So it's drawing on my experience as a therapist. And she embarks on a spiritual journey. She has a friend in the novel called Shanti who knows everything about everything spiritual, which obviously draws as well on my on my spiritual 
journey and talking about wine and maturing. Her, one of the things that she loves is wines and uh, there's a lot of different red wines throughout the book that goes with different foods. And that's also part of me because my, my brother's a wine taster and my whole family love wine and I'm living in the Cape. So um, it was just, I think when you write a book, they say write about what you know, but you've got to fictionalise it. Obviously, it's, it's not an autobiography. It is a fiction. But there's lots of bits of me in there and lots of things that I know that I wanted to share with other people, which some of it's informative. Some of it, I hope, will help people to transform and change. And some of it's just fun. I love it. And I love that you've made it really accessible so that we can go on that journey with you and, and perhaps take ourselves on a little bit of a spiritual journey, because those are the things that really transform us. However, sometimes for some of us, the thing that stops us going on that journey is not feeling right in our bodies. And I know, Wendy, that's something that you really work with women on. Can you maybe share some of the transformations that women who've gone through the MUTU system have had? Like, where do, they, where do they start and what's the net result? Because my assumption is it must be beyond physicality because I know when I don't feel physically good, I don't feel emotionally too good either, to be fair. Absolutely. It's when I first started Lavalda, I thought I was writing an exercise program. And I very quickly realized from the feedback that I was getting from people was that it was a lot more than that and that women were getting a lot more from that. Um, issues around our pelvic sexual health are not just physical. It's not like oh, my, my ankle's broken, you know, so my ankle doesn't work, so I'm going to limp a little bit. If you are wetting yourself, if intimacy is painful or uncomfortable, if you don't feel good about yourself, that affects everything. It affects your relationships, it affects your, your life, literally your happiness day to day, your self-esteem. So these are issues which are hugely important to women's mental well-being as well as their, their physical. So yes, we've got the, the, the techniques that will fix those issues, um, around, um, you know, incontinence and, and all those other things. We've got the, the things that will fix those from a physical point of view. But where we really see the transformation is when we get comments and we get this literally a sort of daily on social media and, 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 and back from our, from our customers, which is, I feel like me again. Um, you've saved my marriage even. Um, just I feel like I've discovered me again because so many women lose that. They lose that sense of self, um, that identity, that confidence. Um, so that that I think is the real secret source of, of what we do with me too. Rediscovering self. Love it. Bridget, I kind of want to hear from you as well around this idea of rediscovering self, because I think sometimes it's something physical um, that would be the trigger for rediscovering self. But what if you're at the top of your game and actually to the outside looking in, yourself is incredible. Everybody else thinks you're doing amazing, but internally it feels dreadful. And I'm not necessarily suggesting for a minute that you were necessarily in a dreadful space, but that transformation where something feels like it's not quite, I'm not quite alive. This isn't really the life that I wanted. Where does one start when for the rest of the world, it looks like it's all together, but it's really time for a change. 
I think as women, our bodies tell us that. Really interesting to hear Wendy talk about the body. And there's certain rites of passage in a woman's life. And one is when she gets married and one is when she has children. And I sincerely hope that Wendy, when she gets to menopause, does the same thing for menopausal women. So for me, menopause was a big trigger for feeling uncomfortable in yourself. It's that loss of the mother, the loss of the maiden, um, the loss of youth, which is so valued in our society. So that's one trigger. I think going back into um, my Harley Street days, I think I was burning out and um, the character in the book is also burning out and is uh, not dissatisfied with her work. She loves her work, but her life is not working. And I think what happens with women is they probably put up with that for a long time. And then it gets to a point they go, no, I can't do this anymore. I have to seek answers. And for me, the best way of seeking answers is to go within is to have that quiet time, whether that's walking in nature or whether it's lying in a bath or whether it's meditation. And I've had a journey of meditation for over 20 years. Um, and the, the, Katie in the book also meditates and that's a, a very powerful tool. But anything that allows you to, to stop the rational mind and the chatter and the busyness and allow your own inner self, the deeper self to bubble up that's where you start to form those ideas. And then I think after that, it's about listening to that voice within and backing yourself, because there's always going to be other people around you go, oh, don't worry about that, or don't do that, or that's not a good idea. And people are all full of well-meaning advice, but actually you need to listen to yourself because you know your psyche best, you know your skills and talents best, and you know your body best as well. Brilliant. Brilliant advice, Bridget. Absolutely brilliant advice. As we all know, this show is the Women of Power show, so I would be doing us an injustice if I didn't ask these ladies this question. What is it that you think it is that makes a woman powerful? What is the essence of a woman's power, Bridget? For me, I think it's authenticity. It's actually being in your true self. Everybody says be yourself, but we sometimes lose sight of who we are because of our conditioning and because what society tells us to do. We try to emulate the masculine or we try to emulate someone we know. But actually, if you let go of that and you just go into the core of who you really are, your deepest self or what I would call your greatest self, you'll find there's things you've always loved. You know, I've always loved telling stories. I've always loved sharing wisdom and teaching and I've always loved talking. So what better way to put that together than in a novel? Um, so look at what, what are the skills and talents you have, but also what are the passions, the things you love and be yourself. You know, if somebody said to you, oh, well, you talk too much, which I often thought as a child, you know, don't make a career talking. You, know? <laughs> you, you play to what you what you love and what you're good at and um, and accept yourself. And then if you're standing in your own authority and aligned with what you want, that's very powerful. You're unstoppable. Unstoppable. Make a career out of the thing people told you was irritating. For me, it was you're too loud, you talk too much. So I moderate. It's great. Works brilliantly. <laughs> Wendy, what about you? What do you think is the essence of a woman's power? I think it follows so beautifully from what Bridget just said there, Lavalda, because for me, it, a woman's power is in using her voice. We often hear about women finding a voice. We, we have it. We need to use it. Um, and to to advocate for ourselves, to, to, to claim self, just like Bridget was saying, to advocate for ourselves, but also to advocate for others. And I think that's, that's something that 
we feel I feel very strongly about, which is that whether we're talking about a birthing mother or, or a woman or girl at any stage and anywhere in the world, there are many women and girls that don't have a voice. Um, and so I very much sort of feel driven that for those of us that do, we owe it to our sisters to use it and to advocate for theirs. So um, I believe that that power really is about choices and, and voices. Choices and voices. And it, you know what? I love that you say it's about using your voice. We don't have to find it. It exists. Use it. Speak up. Speak up. Um, so I now want to know what the essence of your power is, because you're two really powerful women. You're achieving incredible things in the world. And there's a lot to look up to for, for other women out there. They, want, they may want a piece of that for themselves. So this is the system I've come up with in order for us to be able to perhaps have a little piece of what it is that you have. And so what I want to do is I want to deconstruct what the essence of your power is. So if we were to take everything that you've done so far to date in your life and your business, and we were to just boil it down to some juicy nuggets, be them tools, strategies, ways of being that you would say have been absolutely fundamental to the success that you've had to date, um, what would they be? And what I want to do is start with your top tool. I call them power tools. So Wendy, what would be your top power tool? In terms of ways to be and ways to stand in that power, for me, the, the qualities, the characteristics that are so important to me are about accountability and what I call owning your shit. <laughs> it's own it. It's and that it's a, it's a it's a quality that's so important to me that I do that I'm accountable to myself that I say what I'm going to do uh, sorry that I do what I say I'm going to do um, and also for literally everybody that I come across and that I work with so accountability own it you're allowed to mess up but own it. It is one of the most powerful tools that we have at our disposal if we choose to use it and. And I think not being, not stepping into that space of accountability, really, truly stepping into it where we really own it, actually puts us in a space of victimhood. And yes, ladies, I know some of you right now listening in and watching are probably getting a little bit triggered by it. So be it. Um, if we're not in a space of accountability where we're owning what's showing up for us, then we're kind of playing a little bit of a victim. So I really love that you shared that, really looking at how can we extend our accountability and therefore step further and further into our power everywhere in our lives. And sometimes it's the, it's the promises we don't keep to ourselves rather than the promises that we don't keep to others. So just bear that in mind too. Um, Bridget, darling, what would you say is one of your, your top power tool? What would that be? I think it's have the courage to follow your dreams. And, and when you talked about my whole life, I've realised that there's actually been lots of reinventions. And those reinventions come because something bubbles up within me. It's like an itch that needs to be scratched. And rather than ignoring that, I explore that. But I don't allow myself to explore it too long, otherwise I'll talk myself out of it. So it's like getting excited about something and being in alignment with your heart, 
with your truth. And there's something really irresistible about that to really have the, the courage of your convictions um, to take that, that path. I also love what Wendy said about accountability. It's so important because along that adventure, along that path, as you're making transformations or going for what you want or creating whatever you want, you're going to um, have to face stuff about yourself. And the sooner you can be accountable for that and learn from that, and heal thyself and rise above that. And, and that's part of reinvention too, isn't it? It's to, to grow, to grow in wisdom, in awareness, in consciousness, and being aware of your patterns. We've all got them, becoming aware of those so that we can face them and heal them and become better and better versions of ourselves. Don't ignore, explore, explore, dive in, dive deeper uncover it sit with it see what what it brings up for you beautiful power tools we've got time for one more each from both of you so wendy if we were to take your second big power tool what would that be it's the power to do everything bridget was just describing standing in it it's resilience um in terms of for for, for my own success um in business and, and 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 living my purpose which is to empower women to have the dignity they deserve um it's the resilience to just keep on getting back up and stay focused on on what that purpose is so resilience just keep on going because i think sometimes we can forget um, or feel disheartened and not kind of come back fully into our our authority. So I, I love that. Be be resilient. Understand we might get knocked off, but step back up and step into that power. And finally, Bridget, really quickly, what would be your second big power tool? Taking time out like meditation or holidays or baths is really important. A lot of people think they just got to push, 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 push to make it to the top. But taking time out, that's when the juice comes out. Um, resilience, I also think, is really powerful. And to be very clear about what you want, what's your truth. So it's not what you think you might want, what you really want. What you want, what you really, really want. I think the Spice Girl really, said that really best. <laughs> what you really, really, really want. It's Ladies, really, we're really, at really, the really, end really, of really. the show. Oh my gosh, this has been an absolutely incredible exploration. And I want to ensure that people know exactly where to get in touch with you should they wish to dive a little bit deeper. So Bridget, where does one get the book and how else can one connect deeper with you? Okay, so the book is going to be launched on the 30th of July 2021. You can pre-order it on Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk or wherever your local Amazon is. It's also available, will be available at Waterstones and all book, good booksellers when it comes out. If you want to contact me, my website is www.bridgetfinclair.com and that's B-R-I-D-G-E-T-F-I-N-K-L-A-I-R-E. Brilliant. Uh, the book again is Red Dress by Bridget Finclair. Sounds fabulous. And and um, Wendy, how does one get in touch with you? And I know that you've got something that people can download as well. For sure. So you can find us anywhere online on any platform at Mutu System. That's M-U-T-U -U System, Mutu System. Um, and yes, I have a download, which is um, literally the truth about a woman's body. It's the 10 things that nobody told you about your body, especially after you have babies. So if you go to uh, the Mutu System website, that's .com or .co.uk, go to the results page and right there at the top, downloads, just put your email address in. Bada bing, bada boom, great resources. 
Bridget and Wendy, thank you so much for joining today and sharing so much wisdom about what it takes to rediscover oneself and step out powerfully. Please do ensure that you're following both of these ladies. We're at the end of the show. If you're watching on YouTube or maybe listening into the podcast, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button to know when we're back again. And for those of you watching live on LBTV, it's been great to see you again. And until next time, have a fabulous rest of your day. You've been watching Women of Power and I'm your host, Lavelle Vincenzi. Take care.